I was looking at a number of different quotes and writings about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and I began to get a glimpse of the massive set of beliefs that have grown up around her. I imagined her surrounded by a whole scaffold. You know what a scaffold is, right? It's that metal structure that allows builders to reach tall places. Well, I imagine Mary surrounded by this whole scaffold of theology and iconography and ritual and belief that we have created about her. And at the center of that is this remarkable, yes, but ultimately very human girl who became a very human mother of the most extraordinary child ever born. So let's try to strip away the scaffolding today and look at Mary pregnant with Jesus. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are in episode 177 today, and we're praying about how Mary prepared for the birth of the Christ child and what that teaches us. Normally, we open with worship. But today we're going to switch the order around and we're going to close with worship. And you'll see why when we get to today's verses. Last episode, we talked about how God orchestrated his own birthday with as much information as there was through the ages about his life and birth. Those hours of Mary's labor and her delivery aren't shared. I love that it was a sacred, private moment for Jesus's family. But we do know some things about Mary's pregnancy, about how she prepared for the coming of the Christ child. And when I think about how I prepared when I was pregnant, I prepared my body, my home, and my heart when my child was on his way, when when I was pregnant and knew that I was going to be having a baby. And Mary would have gone through all of those things that every woman does with pregnancy, except that the child inside of her was God. Can you imagine the privilege as well as the responsibility? If there are things that you can't do without God's assistance, and there are, how about mothering God? Her body and her life became a living sacrifice in a way that many women can understand and yet still is so far beyond us. We're going to read Luke 1, 26 through 38 today and then pray through these verses. It's kind of a long passage, and I think what I'm going to do is read through the whole thing and then come back and pray through individual pieces of it. Here it goes, Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of a greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not yet had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age, for nothing will be impossible with God. See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. 
Then the angel left her. In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, the baby leaped inside her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside of me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill what he has spoken to her. That's the passage. All right, let's go back and pray through this. Father, I have to admit that when I think about the idea of praying through uh, the, the topic of Mary and her pregnancy, I'm overwhelmed. And I wonder if she felt the same way. Certainly when I was pregnant, there were so many times when I felt overwhelmed. Certainly as I parent, there are so many times when I feel inadequate and overwhelmed. And that's how I feel coming to this subject. And I wonder if Mary ever felt that. Every mother that I've ever known has felt that. So I can't imagine that she didn't. But she ultimately had to put her trust in you, as we ultimately do with our kids, with our, our bodies and the changes they go through at pregnancy. The way I found out I was pregnant was so different than the way she found out. An angel came to her. Not just any angel, but Gabriel came to her, greeted her, and told her, this is your future. <laughs> and she responded in submission, in obedience, that required great faith and trust. And I pray that as we think through her actions uh, at, at this time of her pregnancy and at the time of Jesus's birth and as he was growing, I pray that we would begin to see why she had found favor with God and begin to emulate those things that he found attractive in her, her submission, her humility, her faith, her obedience. We often think about the best kind of holding up of, of people in our society, and those really typically aren't the characteristics that would find favor in a culture such as we live in. Perhaps those weren't the kind of characteristics that would have found favor in the culture that she was in. I don't know. But certainly, those are the characteristics that found favor with God. We think about her, um, we being kind of this overall picture of the people who uh, follow or think about or love Mary. There's icon of Mary in every culture from <laughs> just so many. I was reading, like you can find Mary's picture on backpacks in Denmark and candles in Brazil. Like just across the world, there is a whole culture of, um, of looking toward Mary and of her as one highly favored by God. What we don't think about often is what it took for her to become highly favored by God, that, that Gabriel would say that she has found favor with God. Like, what would it take for us to be spoken of like that? And the characteristics of Mary of obedience and submission and faith and humility, like these things are what it takes for us to be found in the same vein as she was. Help grow those in us. Help us learn to desire those things rather than the things that our culture tells us are important. As she responded in fear initially to the angel, 
help us remember that fear is a natural emotion. God gave us the emotion of fear. It, it, it warns us of danger, but help us to place that fear in the right place. The angel told her, don't be afraid. I'm not something that you should be afraid of. So I just love, Father, that, that this girl who is highly favored and so blessed, even she'll say it later, blessed among generations of women, that she experienced fear and that yet she had all of these other characteristics that found favor before God. Help us to walk in the way that Mary walked, not denying our human characteristics. She asked questions, how can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? Help us to not fear asking questions. Mary asked the angel this question, how is this even possible? This is outside of my understanding, how is this possible? So many things about the way you work, Father, are outside of our understanding. Let us never be afraid to come to you with honest questions. And you responded to her through this angel. This is how it will happen. Nothing is impossible with me. That phrase that nothing is impossible with God, so important for us and came to Mary, had to be so key for her. Nothing is impossible. Even though I am this young mom that's never been with a man or young woman who's never been with a man, anything is possible. God can make everything he wants to happen, happen. Help us to learn to trust in that as Mary must have trusted in that. And I love that God gave her a compatriot. He gave her someone to walk through this idea with who also experienced the impossible with God, her cousin Elizabeth, who was also pregnant at the same time. That Mary could go stay with her. Um, and I can't help but think about the idea that she was then removed from the questions and prying eyes and understandings of, of her town that she lived in. He protected her in that time, put her with someone who could not only point her to Christ, but also share in this experience of supernatural pregnancy. She had someone that she could share that with. And I love your provision of that for her. And Help us look for those provisions in our own lives. This conversation that she had when she greeted Elizabeth, when they, when they met, and Elizabeth felt her child leap at the presence of God and the Holy Spirit sharing with her that that's why it happened, that that was the reason that Elizabeth felt blessed by the visit from the mother of her Lord. Like she recognized through the Spirit's understanding that that was the Christ, the Messiah. And not only that, but that that child, that infant that wasn't even a baby in the sense of outside of the womb yet, wasn't a, a life that she could point to physically other than to Mary's belly, that she would recognize that pre-born baby as her Lord, as worthy of her worship. Help us to remember as we look forward with anticipation to your birth, to your holiday, to the works that you are bringing to fruition in our lives. Help us to remember that you are Lord, that nothing is impossible without you, and that our proper responses should be obedience and humility and submission and help us to walk through these things with the faithfulness that Mary did. I ask that you would open our eyes to new ways, that you would communicate through these verses with us this familiar story, 
not only today, but in the in the couple more weeks before Christmas, that as you as we think about the birth of Christ and we look forward with anticipation to your second return, that you would help us learn to walk in this way, obedient, faithful, submitted to the will of God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now, now we'll get to worship, which is normally not how I come out of this section, but Mary responds to Elizabeth's blessing with what we now have often called the Magnificat. It is poetic. It is often sung at various services during the Advent or Christmas seasons, especially in churches with a liturgical tradition. The Latin translation of Mary's response begins with that word Magnificat, which simply means magnify or exalt, or glorify. It's a poem of praise, praising God for his blessing to Mary and his faithfulness to Israel. It also highlights this series of reversals, of contradictions, sort of, in which the proud are humbled and the humble are exalted, not the least of which we see in a poor young girl who will become the mother of the Messiah. So it seems appropriate to use this for our worship today. This is the section of verses that come just after the ones that we read, and it is Luke 1, 46 through 56. It starts by saying, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation of those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. And Mary stayed with her, Elizabeth, for about three months. Then she returned to her home. Okay, let's finish out our time with worship through these words. Father, as Mary's soul magnified you, our hearts do as well. Our spirits rejoice in you as our Savior. You have looked with favor on your children, on the humble condition of your servant Mary, but you look with favor on our humility, our humbleness as well. Grow that in us. We live in a culture that despises humility. We do call Mary blessed because you did an amazing work in her. You sent your son. Jesus came from heaven and was born a physical human, this God and child. And as Mary said, how could this happen? We still can't even wrap our minds around how that happens. But with you, all things are possible. You, the mighty one, did great things in Mary's life because of your presence with her. But because of that birth, we now know you as Emmanuel, God with us as well. And you can do mighty things in our life. We look at you as the one who has that potential. We worship your power this morning, your um, being the mighty one, faithful to generation upon generation upon generation of your people with no end. You exalt 
the lowly, and you crush those who are (laughs) the opposite of that, the proud. You have this backwards way to the human perspective of looking at worth. And we ask that you would help us to take on the mantle of Mary in such a way that we would desire to walk in the way of the lowly, of the not proud, of those who are your faithful servants. And I pray that as we remember this birth, as we remember this time, that we recognize that you have been faithful, not only to your servant Israel and your mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, and not only to Mary and Elizabeth, who we talked about today, but also to us, that we would recognize your faithfulness in our lives, that we would marvel at the miracle of this birth as Mary must have done over and over and over as the shepherds did when they came to his birth, at those the wise men did when they visited the child. Help us learn to marvel in wonder at the impossibility and yet reality of this 100% God, 100% child that was born to a virgin. We worship you this morning for your ability to make all that you want to happen, happen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Whether you are here in person, live, or whether you're watching the replay, I'm so grateful that you have found this broadcast and that you can share with me in prayer. Uh, We'll be back on Wednesday. If you are listening on the podcast, thank you for joining us in that format. Uh, I would love it if you would give me the Christmas gift of sharing it with a friend so that we can, uh, so that more people have the opportunity to pray with us and be encouraged by God. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road. We help Christian women grow a God-first life. My heart is that as we pray Scripture together, that we will come to know God more deeply, to love Him more fully, and to walk more faithfully. Pray that most of all you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.